I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in, meaning I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I also use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval due to trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animal's Eye View Podcast. I had one of those dreams last night that filled me with, I guess probably one could say a feeling of ennui, which is one of my most favorite words ever, (laughs) ennui, a little bit of not exactly depressed, but a little bit of, oh, I see. It was kind of a, a deeply feeling dream, which I think is just frankly one of the many varied different kind of dreams that humans can have. And the quote by Shakespeare that I think sums it up really well is, we are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. Dreams, I think, serve a couple of different purposes. And for this podcast, we're not going to be talking about lucid dreaming, which is an entirely different subject matter. We're just going to be talking about the dreams that occur while you are unconscious and usually in your bed at night, although I've certainly had some dreams while I've been napping that were pretty kind of out there, as I'm sure you have had as well. And for me, the bottom line about dreams is that I do think sometimes dreams serve the purpose of the brain and the nervous system and the entire rest of the body that's all connected to the brain to just kind of clear the decks, to just kind of say, you know what, we've had a lot of X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C going on. And so it's almost like a defrag maybe of your computer where the computer goes through and goes, yeah, you don't need this. You don't need that. Let me kind of realign everything for you. That's what I think sometimes dreams most definitely can be. And I'm sure like you, I've woken up from dreams where (laughs) I just really laugh to myself because I think that was the craziest dream ever. And I know that I'm not really supposed to get any meaning from this dream and I'm not supposed to think about it and ponder it and plumb the depths of the dream for whatever jewels might be hidden there in the shadow. It's just kind of one of those dreams where it amuses me and I just thank my body, I guess, for giving me such a wacky dream because I usually feel kind of refreshed and if I wake up laughing, that's actually a win for me, most definitely. Certainly, I think other dreams can definitely be messages from our guides, ascended masters, angelic beings, pretty much any being that doesn't happen to reside in physical form here on this planet, and kind of their way to get a message through to us. And I think one of the reasons why 
dreamland is such a good way for them to do it is that the brain is not going to step in front and say, wait a minute, halt, you know, a big red stop sign or a red stoplight comes out and says, oh, I don't understand this energy. No, this thought or whatever you're trying to get through doesn't make any sense to me. So I live in the third dimension. I'm responsible for keeping everything going in the third dimension. And so this whole kind of energetic thing that like talking dolphins that you're wanting me to kind of bring to the forefront, no, that just doesn't really work for me. Because again, humans have created, really, let's be honest about it, concrete with rebar reinforcement structures that kind of keep us locked here in third dimension for whatever reason. I don't know whether I'll ever be able to answer that. My hunch is that because we fear death and we fear what comes after death because we don't know what comes after death. But as I said, that's just kind of my hunch. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh yeah, Lizanne dreams, I never remember my dreams. So I'm going to zip through to the end of the podcast and kind of be done with you. (laughs) I think Definitely setting an intention to remember your dreams helps and as well, keeping a dream journal and either some pen and paper or something by your bedside table that even if you roll over, the the very profound nature of the dream really strikes you and you're like, oh, I'm getting the message. I really need to keep track of this dream. Then maybe you can just write down a few words of like dog, um, flotation device. I'm telling you one of my dreams. Um, Cats, birds, and an orca, say for instance. Wolves. I mean, whatever that happens to be. And so that in the morning when you wake up and chances are good, that dream has kind of unfortunately, just resting tantalizingly close to, oh, I really wish I could remember that. And I'll post a link from our friends in the world of science about why that happens. You can then hopefully look at this piece of paper and go, oh, that's right. I was dreaming about a dog and I was dreaming about a flotation device and I was dreaming about an orca. And that way the dream can somehow come back to you. And I do think that mastery of the thoughts in your brain is kind of key and opening up the doors to dreamland just a little bit wider. I've talked before about the five-minute candle exercise. I'm such a big, big fan of that five-minute candle exercise. It's one where you light a candle, pen and paper at the hand, set a timer for five minutes. And for five minutes, all you do is you focus on that candle. The key, of course, is that the c- candle keeps on flickering. It That's kind of all part of the magic. When you have a thought come in that disrupts your focus on that candle flame, you put a little tick mark down on a piece of paper. Most people, by the end of that five-minute exercise, the first time might have 25, 30, 45, 50 <laughs> little tick marks down on a piece of paper. And the goal is not to become frustrated at that. The goal is to stick with it over, say, like five to seven, maybe even 10 days. 
And because it's only five minutes a day, there's only that five minute period where we're just really focusing on the moment a thought comes in and you feel your focus on the candle flame start to waver, you exercise your will and say to that thought, yes, I understand you would like to come in. I'm going to hold you just out at the periphery of where my consciousness is so that I can continue to focus on the candle flame. It works really, really well. I'm hoping that you all will give it a, will give it a try. And consistently in these podcasts, you all will, might have noticed a theme. I'm going to bring it back to the body every single time because it will literally tell you everything you need to know while you're on this planet. And animals, as we've talked before, are quite fond of them, you know, bodies that is. And I think more than the what or the meaning of the dream, because there are plethora of dream dictionaries out there that will tell you what the dream means. In other words, what does a car mean? What does the basement of a house mean? What do colors mean? What do numbers mean? And from my perspective, that's kind of a nice overlay maybe to kind of put on top of what I think the whole purpose of the dream can be, which is how you feel during the dream and how you feel when you wake up. For instance, I've had a couple of dreams similar to the one last night of individuals who were once in my life and who have crossed over. Last night's dream was actually about a woman that I met on Facebook. She and I never met in person. I think we talked on the phone maybe once or twice. We shared a love of (laughs) everything T-Rex, as crazy as that might sound. There's just something about a T-Rex that fills me with joy and the same thing with her. And her death came quite unexpectedly and I was surprised at how devastated I was by her transition and her death because I never knew her in person, that is. And she was in the dream last night, and I was so surprised to see her because the only thing I saw of her really on Facebook were these pictures. As I said, we never met in person, and we talked on the phone a couple of times. And in this dream, she was kind of passing by me, and she originally was coming right straight towards me, and I knew she could recognize me and I could recognize her, but it was very clear as she passed by that her focus then shifted from me to something else. And I remember in the dream feeling disappointed, and my thought when I was waking up of, hmm, well, I wonder, I wonder why she would not give me a hug in this dream. Again, it's always about us, right? <laughs> The feeling of the dream, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, was that I felt a certain amount of ennui, a certain amount of, ah, this makes me a little bit happy to see her and to see how wonderful she looks and how happy she looks. And there's also a little bit of, but I don't understand why she passed me by and it looks like she was going on into a different direction. Now, and even as I sit here, I can probably take a little bit of meaning from that dream and know that whatever dimension 
the soul that I once knew as this beautiful woman here on planet Earth. Maybe she's moving off into a different dimension. Maybe she's moving off into a place where she's supposed to be. I've also had one of the best dreams ever about my mom. And I think I've talked about this dream before where she was coming right straight toward me in the dream. She had the most absolute beautiful smile on her face and she was completely and totally delighted to see me, which I'll be honest with you, wasn't always that way in our life and our planetary experience. She gave me a hug. She pulled back. She said, oh, she said, I love you so much. And in that dream, I remember saying, I love you too, mom, so very much. And in the snap of a finger, she was gone. And I think that certainly the context of the dream of who these individuals were in your life what they meant to you, the status of your relationship with them, when they transitioned, before they transitioned, all of those things are kind of little, I guess, points of data that you can throw inside the meaning of a dream. I guess I would invite you not to overthink this too much, and I would invite you to follow their lead. That's kind of the main thing, especially if we're talking about individuals who once had human experience on this planet, following their lead is always best because of the dimension that they're in. They definitely know where they're going. That much I know to be true. You may be asking the question, do animals dream? Yeah, they dream about things in this earthly experience. They dream about squirrels and rabbits and (laughs) chasing things and swimming and all sorts of fun things. You can see the physiological movement of their eyes, the whimpers from time to time, the woofs that come out or the meows. Their conscious experience, though, overall is quite different than ours. They don't block out anything in this experience mentally or emotionally. It just kind of is. If they are dog, they are dog with a capital D and everything that comes with it, light and shadow, the whole shebang. If they are bare, they are bare with a capital B, everything. And so even while appearing to air quotes, lose consciousness, which is what humans, again, I think we're a little bit fearful of that as well, because we prefer, oh, I'm going to go to sleep. They actually remain connected with the past, present, and future, as well as with cosmic dimensions of who they really are. Again, the most important thing is, how did I feel about this dream when I woke up? That's the most important thing. And if you do happen to be using any dream dictionaries, I know that they mean well. The only thing really that matters is what the dream said to you. I would invite you to remember that the metaphors in dreams are the best way for the truth to be told to you. One person hearing about your dream may interpret it in one way, someone else another way. Whatever your body signals to you as resonance is the direction to go. Because this isn't about being right about the meaning. Humans are really, really big on, well, what does that mean? It's much more important to say, how does that feel to me? Because your body will give you that little radar ping of resonance of, 
ah, this is what fits best for me. I mentioned a little bit earlier how guides, cosmic beings, ascended masters, angelic beings are fond of using dreams as their way to get messages through to you. I would invite you to set intention for that. I think a perfectly wonderful intention before your head hits the pillow at night is, I would love to talk with my guides and my spirit partners about anything that they feel is in my highest and best good. Keep it simple, keep it short, and just hold that intention. The key thing about this, as I've said many, many times before, is that intention piece. Intention is everything. And so when you set that intention and you hold that within your physical form, that changes your energetic fingerprint, if you will, so that your guides and ascended masters, angelic beings, all of your spirit partners go, ah, I see, yes, they're inviting us in. Because down here on planet Earth, we have free will. They are around us all the time. What they do need from us, though, is an invitation. They're not going to necessarily tiptoe over the free will part. You may have already had some experiences or dreams and you say, well, I certainly didn't give them permission to give me that information. Ah, but on some level, you probably did, either consciously or probably rather more importantly, unconsciously or maybe even subconsciously. And so if you happen to be having one of those dreams, I'll give you an example. I had a dream once where I was in a yoga class and it was being taught by a yoga teacher that I didn't recognize. In my dream world and in my dream language, entities or beings that take human form that I don't recognize are usually a guide or a cosmic being, ascended master, some other individual that has chosen that moment to go ahead and to step into my dream. That much due to journaling since 2008. And in this dream, the yoga instructor was this tall, blonde individual, quite good looking, if I might say, that I didn't recognize. And in this yoga class, and I think I was maybe one of two people in the yoga class, we were practicing handstands. And I have to tell you, in this dimension, (laughs) on my best day after practicing yoga for 18, 19, 20 years, there's just no way that I would be able to do a, a handstand. However, in this dream, I was able to do a handstand quite easily. With his help, he held my ankles up against the wall. I was able to do a handstand and a headstand. And the really interesting thing is that while I was hanging out there, I became aware of, huh, wow, it looks, it looks really different around me from this perspective. It looks really different when I stand on my head and kind of look around this room. Everything looks like it's upside down. And then, of course, that's when the dream ended because for me and my dream world, the message from the guides was, You need to look at things from a totally different perspective, because when you look at things from a totally different perspective, you're not bound by the same limitations 
of what you usually see in any one given situation. And again, at least that was my own personal and individual translation of the dream. When you start out keeping your dream journal, don't get frustrated if you don't remember your dreams. Just keep going. Set that intention. I would really like to talk with my spirit partners. I would really like to have a dream about orcas. I would really like to have a dream about flowers. And when you open that door, get get ready. Be prepared for when you open that door, you will likely have more dreams than you can count on both hands and both feet, where you wake up and you say, wow, that was such an incredible dream with so many layers. Where can I possibly even start? And that's when you'll know you're ready. You're ready to start. I'm Lizanne Flynn. You can find me at www.lizanneflynn.com. I have a Facebook personal page and a professional page. If you're wanting to give a professional page a like, I would certainly appreciate that. I also have a Facebook group called The Animals I View. What a coincidence. We would love to have you come over if you happen to be on Facebook and join in the fun. I'm also on other social media. I'm on Twitter. I am on Instagram. So reach out and give me a shout. I would love that. I offer free 15-minute consultations to all of my new clients. So reach out if there's something that I can support you with. This has been the Animals Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.